Spoiler alert. We're going well past three. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, 1-2-3 Peas by Keith Baker, published by Little Simon. 1-2-3 Peas is a counting book that includes antics from some rather active, sentient peas. Will we learn how to count, or will we be too distracted by these fun-loving peas? Well, bring a calculator, and a fork, or whatever you eat peas with, and let's do some counting. Instead of starting on zero, this author chooses to start on the number one. Risky, but I think it was the right move. Zero is not always the most positive number. For example, you have eaten all your peas. There are zero left. Or, you have zero dollars in your bank account. Here comes debt you can't pay off. And, you have zero friends who will loan you some money. Guess you're going hungry today since you're all out of peas. Anyway, on to the number one. We see a pea using a spyglass like he's on a ship. Cabin, iceberg ahead! He's looking at a butterfly that's got to be three times his size. Sorry, that math might be a little advanced for this book. The butterfly is much bigger than the pea. Instead of staring at the butterfly, that pea might want to put the spyglass down and go run and hide on the number two. And that brings us to the number two. And let's throw in three here. What the hell? On two, peas are fishing, and under three, peas are in rowboats. These peas must be in some sort of a maritime civilization, and who knew peas would be pescatarians? I was skeptical about learning something new from this book, but my doubts have been delightfully proven wrong. On the number four, the author may have accidentally stumbled into an interesting philosophical question. As we're getting a full glimpse into how this society operates, we see the peas farming. But are they really farming? Or are they reproducing? Is that farm an incubator? One could certainly make that assumption. Or any number, for that matter. On five, the peas are into the arts. And I think it's at this point we know these peas didn't just make the jump to having a brain. They made the jump to being able to contemplate life itself. At six and seven, we get to experience just how these peas prepare and go on vacation. It turns out it's a whole lot like Home Alone. They're running around trying to get to the plane on time. But these peas aren't green. They don't happen to leave Kevin behind. Page eight, we get to enjoy watching pantless peas go on a mad dash with nothing but their shoes on. What makes it perplexing, though, is page 9, we see them dancing in tutus right after. One moment, they got their peas and carrots hanging out there, and the next, they're back in the pouch. Finally, we make it to 10. Quote, 10 peas building. Dash. Pound, pound, pound. End quote. These peas are going to pound town. 
And who wouldn't be on a perfect 10? What a wonderfully beautiful way to end the book. Wait, what? It's not over? But we made it to 10. Who goes past 10? Well, apparently this author does. He goes from 11 all the way to 19. Pulling the old 1-2 skip a few. He must be wanting to wrap this thing up too. I don't blame him. Those were some awkward years. I don't have kids, but it would certainly make me want one if I could somehow fast forward once my kid hits 11 and skip all those weird teen years. What? Teen years like totally slap. Yeah, okay. On to 20, and there's a bunch of peas cutting out a big 20. There's absolutely no context to this, and it makes no sense. I wonder if it happened organically. I guess we'll move on to 21. Oh, nope. Scratch that. We're on 30. I guess we're counting by 10s now? No one told me. Actually, you know what? We'll pull what the author did and skip around. It's more of the same. You get what's going on. Page 40, we see peas sleeping. But what's odd is they're in hammocks. Who would have thought they sleep in hanging sheets? Curious, I would have expected to see them sleeping in pods, all bundled up tightly. They must have evolved past that as a society. And skipping a few to 80, there are a bunch of peas at a show. Quote, 80 peas laughing, dash, ha, 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 end quote. They must be laughing at all my good jokes. <laughs> Whoo! <sighs> okay, 90. We get to one last questionable portrayal of these peas by the author. He shows the peas using balloons to float away, and they're all shouting, Free! They may be an advanced society, but judging by this picture, they live under a tyrannical government that they're willing to do anything to escape from. Welp, the book ends on a hundred, and a horrible pun. We won't spend any time on that. Besides learning interesting facts about an advanced civilization of peas, the author was clearly going for counting numbers as the lesson here. But the way he did it may be a little advanced for some readers. It was certainly over my head at times. The whole going from counting by ones to skipping certain numbers and then transforming it into counting by tens is a lot to digest. I would certainly start with some more basic books before I go into this one. That's not to say Keith didn't make it fun. His repetitive writing style kept me engaged. And having peas perform their everyday activities was quite amusing and relatable. I did find some of his writing confusing, though. But it was his pictures that carried this book. They were fun and colorful. Showing the peas climb all over the numbers made counting amusing. Is this an instant classic? It's about numbers. Sister Peas! On a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 3.2. I'll have a heap and helpin' and go back for another bite. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.